<laughs> Hello everyone, Happy New Year and welcome to Dicing with Design Gaming Podcast. I'm Grant and here we have our co-host Colin. Hello. And games designer extraordinaire Joe. No, you're too kind, sir. Hello everyone. Yeah, probably am. Maybe <laughs> 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 not quite extraordinary. <laughs> no, yes. Pretty darn good. Deserved that one. Deserved that one. <laughs> okay, so first of all, uh, we're going to be talking about what we're, we've been playing, as usual. Uh, maybe a wee bit of news. And then going on to talking about Warhammer End Time. So more Warhammer chat from us. But hey, that's what we're into. Uh, also, maybe some news Maybe some news about a future Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Teasing. Yeah. Probably saying something similar to what we're saying this this time last year, but anyway, uh, <laughs> this time this time we mean it. But uh, before then, uh, we've had some contact and uh, review on iTunes, uh, so thanks very much for that. Joe, uh, Colin, do you want to take us through the, our our, our five star review? Yeah, it was uh, very kind uh, from uh, Mr. Steve Huge. I wonder if that's his real name. That is pretty cool if that is his real name. I would like to be called Mr. Huge myself. Uh, but his review goes like this. As someone who's been attempting to develop a rather in-depth setting and rule setting uh, rule set sorry, for some time, happening across this was somewhat of a godsend. The guys are down to earth and funny with a nice mixed group of preferences so far as games go. Their understanding of the hobby seems extensive, and so the insights into elements of tabletop gaming right across the board from board gaming to card games, board games to RPGs, their outlook, experience, advice, and discussions have been a huge help. Really good stuff. Well worth a listen, whether you're uh, designing a game or just interested in the hobby in general uh, so that's far more than we deserve I think Steve so thanks very much for that and uh, I do appreciate you saying that uh, we seem to know what we're talking about because I think Grant and Joe do but I don't so I'll, uh, I'll go on on that, uh, that compliment even though I don't deserve it maybe Joe does <laughs> yeah. but uh, we'll forever be known as a godsend thanks very much for that and uh, these reviews do help uh, push us along and pe- help people find us uh, yeah, thanks a lot. Yeah, no, they're absolutely they're 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 invaluable for getting the show out to more people and making it uh, really worthwhile doing this. So yeah, if you have a chance, if you have a second, truly really appreciate it. If you could pop onto iTunes and uh, just give us a review, no need to be five star, whatever you think's honest, but it'd uh, be great. Thanks. And if there's anything you think would make us better, then uh, just get in touch, and we'll we'll tell you about that at the end of the show, or just go to diceywithdesign.com. So guys, it's been a while since the last episode. Uh, we were doing we were doing so well, but uh, I think Baby Gedon hit a bit, didn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it sure did. It sure is. It sure is already hitting hard and fast and uh, spew-filled. Mm. Looks looks look like to repeat, Mister Prince. Yeah, can't, can't wait. Can't wait for Baby Gedon himself. <laughs> <laughs> so there's one, one thing I'll say. You think that one and one equals two, but one and one seems to equal 12 for some reason. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> Strangely, I predicted this more than you did. Um, I think you're maybe just in denial a little bit. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine, really, honestly. But, yeah. It's difficult. Anyway, yes, but we're back. We're back. Okay, and uh, now we're... uh, So we'll just, as usual, go into our usual feature on what we've been playing. Dicing with Design. Giving games life. And we're back. 
uh, welcome guys to our uh, what we've been playing section. So if you'd like to, who would like to take this one first? Go and call you firing. I could start if you like. Yeah. Cool. Uh, what will we be playing? I think what the first thing was before Christmas. WWC. Sorry, mm -hmm. that was a completely wrong order. Was WWC before Christmas? Yes. This is our long-running uh, role master role-playing game with our friend Matt as GM, uh, which is awesome. Yeah. Colin. Yeah. <laughs> um, more more about the gate. All right. Okay. Yeah. So we it was the latest incarnation. We were trying to break into the uh, the outpost of one of our most hated enemies, weren't we? Um, so we set off, basically it was just a bit of a prelude, set together, um, or got together our party, and then went off into the dungeons. It was a good old-fashioned dungeon bash, really, wasn't it? Well, we did have some, uh, we, did, we did have some scenes that had been pre-decided uh, which short scenes we had, so we had a bit of a uh, we're surrounded. We started off the session surrounded by uh, marauding horsemen, uh, but uh, we managed to negotiate our way out of that. Oh yeah, in the in the fort, yeah. By joining forces uh, yeah. with them. Yeah, well. yeah exactly. We all had our flashback scenes, didn't we? Everyone had like a flashback scene about their character, and then there was the negotiation with the horse lord, and then yeah, we found our way to the the dungeon. Mm -hmm. Better expression. Yeah, yeah, it was a dungeon, but you know, uh, but we it's, it was set up nicely, and uh, we we've done it's the same sort of structures we had last time, and it, yeah, it worked. Again, we had some really awesome scenes. Yeah, uh, I the flashback scenes thing where it just works nicely, just to break stuff up, doesn't it? I mean, you kind of you can get. I remember some of our older sessions, even though there's some brilliant stuff in there, you can kind of get bogged down a little bit in the getting somewhere sometimes. But the flashbacks yeah. tend to break it up into just something a bit different, maybe a bit of action or a bit of narrative or something like that, in between the politics and the logistics, I guess. Yeah, it, it bro broke up the, the, the pace of it. It, it. it gave it a nice pace. Yeah, it's cool. Um, so yeah, it's not probably not worth going through the story because nobody else has a clue what we're talking about. But uh, suffice to say, we rolled some very... Uh, lucky dice at some point and skipped out about half of the dungeon and ended up uh, climbing up through basically what amounted to a trap door in our arch nemesis's uh, dining room and found him unawares. Uh, so it was, while it was good, it was a wee bit of an anticlimax, wasn't it? Because it was actually, it was us plus 15 soldiers appeared with him on his own. So it wasn't much of a battle at the end. Servants, <laughs> <laughs> well, we still had to. We st he still had his. Uh, There's still a uh, ancient and powerful mage who was his ally, who was just the other side of uh, a mirror portal. We managed yeah, to. Joey managed to smash the. If she'd gotten through, we'd have been in uh, trouble. Been toast if the green witch had got a hold of us, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. I could have uh, got her with a bit of plasma anyway, but hey. <laughs> But after some good rolling, after some good rolling, we managed to we managed to stop that those portals working as well. Then we had a large in character uh, <laughs> argument between my character and Joe's, which we couldn't find a way out of the argument to stop the scene until I said until I threatened to throw him out. <laughs> that was a good end to the scene in the end. Uh, we're gonna have to backtrack on that or find some way of becoming pals again. I think. <laughs> <laughs> It was, Neither do I. 
I, I do remember vaguely that happening and thinking it went on for quite a while, didn't it? Yep. Joe, uh, Dave, 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 got, Dave got fed up and left the room because we were going on for 20 minutes. <laughs> Unfortunately, there's a five-minute argument <laughs> repeated four times. <laughs> what, was, what were we arguing about then? Was it about Dev Ross about that MTC? We yes, we d- uh, it was about mainly about um, I want you wanted to go after and uh, um, ask the ask the uh, ancient order of mages if we should join in with them. Uh, and I said they'll come to us. Oh, yes. You th- you thought we had to go through your countryman and and uh, uh, mentor who we've recently captured because he's an enemy of the state and. Uh, Basically, and you, uh, I think we don't have to worry about him. And I've promised my mother he's going to die anyway by, by, uh, uh, basically by execution one way or another. Ah, you'll never stop the guy. He's very cunning. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I was, I was, I had my love, my lovely posh uh, aristocracy um, accent yelling at you, and you, you were yelling at me in your Italian, Italian type. Uh, <laughs> um, we go yes. deep into the characters, don't we? Deep, deep immersion. That was great. That's, the, yeah. that's, what, that's what I like best about that campaign. I think just like really the accents. Stupidly, well, just getting into character. And I think, yeah. Yeah, we know we know who the characters are. We know who our characters are by now. We get is yeah. Yeah, you can get can I drawn away by it, can't you? Carried away even. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um I it was it was a, a drunken session. They all are, but uh, yeah, it was really good. <laughs> okay. Um we also got to play just a tiny bit of e- tragic uh, tragic epic tiny kingdoms on that day as well, but we'll have to save that for later because we didn't play a full game. That's a small game that came, small uh package that's that has a whole uh, what's it called? 4X game? Yeah. 5X? How many X's? 4X. 4X game. Uh, but we'll, we'll have to go back, come back to that. It looks really cracking, I have to say. Yeah, that was, I got that off Kickstarter. And it's, um, yeah, the quick half a game we played, it was, it was pretty good. So. Okay, so more, more on that in a future episode. Um, sorry, any more, Colin? I've interrupted your flow. That's okay. Uh, we played Battlestar Galactica over the Christmas as well, Christmas holidays. We managed to get in a game with the Pegasus expansion. Uh, we mentioned before recording that we uh, we played with the Pegasus expansion, but we actually didn't really get to the, um, what would you call it, the Pegasus section, which is about uh, a bit... Well, we, we had the, the section where we have a second, we have a second uh, ship, uh, some yeah. new characters. They replace the cardboard base, base stars... Uh, so this is Battlestar Galactica, obviously based on the uh, popular TV show, the remake of uh, the reboot of the Battlestar Galactica series. Uh, and this is the Fancy Flight board game we're talking about. And this is the Pegasus expansion. Uh, <laughs> I just think everyone knows what we're talking about. Uh, quite a few years old now, but uh, still, still awesome. And this, so this is the first game with the expansion. Uh, you get a secondary board with new locations on it and new abilities linked to those locations, including uh, putting people out of the airlock if you think they're a Cylon, a secret yeah. agent of the of the robot race sent to destroy us. <laughs> it, it seemed to me that, 
Uh, nobody, got, nobody got thrown out of the airlock this time, sadly. I, I almost got there, actually. I was trying. I did quite well. Uh, I was um, I was a Cylon, and I managed... Well, actually, I think it was more granted afterwards as well. It was more the humans. Uh, there was there was a couple of little things that we managed to get... That I managed to get both humans suspicious of each other, basically by egging on Neil a little bit. Yeah, um, so yeah, I played with... Um, yeah, it was Colin <laughs> and I played with uh, my brother Neil, and... Yeah, we we both messed up, just made uh, mistakes. Uh, but you can never tell if someone's making a mistake or deliberately yeah. messing messing the whole team up. And call uh, the call is the secret Cylon. Um, just sort of sat there and watched the accused starting accusing each other. <laughs> <laughs> Colin, it's him! Colin, it's him! Colin's sitting there. <laughs> yeah. So I managed to get. Uh, well, we managed to get. Grant into the brig, and uh, then that basically kind of ruined the the humans game for the rest of it. And yeah, it was a pretty easy one from then on. But it was good fun. It was great. Actually, it was the politics in it were even uh, more interesting than usual. I think. Um, so things, I think you, sorry, I was just going to say, as you go on and play more of this game, and is that whole poker thing of playing, not playing the game, just more playing your opponents. Uh, you, you you can't get tired of it. You can't get tired of yeah. playing your guessing and second guessing and third guessing yeah. that happens. Yeah, it's just so different every single time, isn't it? It's just, aye, you're never going to repeat a game. How much do you feel that the Pegasus expansion added to it then? Well, I think Colin, you you would have gotten most out of it as the as yeah. the Cylon as a secret Cylon player. Yeah, I think it adds is it adds the Cylons uh, options certainly, so you get a bit more that you can do, and you can do a sleeper agent thing where you can go back in, so you can jump back onto the ship if you want and actually take part as a player again. Oh, um, right. Obviously, people know that you're a Cylon by this point, but there's still stuff you can do um, if you can manage not to get thrown into the brig. So uh, it's quite nice. It just gives you a few more options. It gives you. Um, on the Cylon ship as well, there's a couple more things you can do. So it's, it's nice, actually. It gives you more encouragement to turn into a Cylon earlier, whereas I felt like the old game, you kind of wanted to just remain a Cylon as long as possible because as soon as you are outed, then basically your options are so limited that the game isn't that much fun anymore. So, yeah, I think it's definitely an improvement. Yeah, and also it comes with uh, plastic uh, Battlestar uh uh, be, pardon stars. me, base stars, um, yeah. which um, add absolutely zero rules. It's just a nice miniature to, to replace yeah. your cardboard ones from the original, and uh, I fully approve of this. <laughs> yeah, they're cool. Um, okay. So, yeah, apart well, from that, uh, it was just a couple of more traditional games. We played a few games like um, Past the Bomb with uh, Kate's family. So that was uh, just a silly, you get this little plastic device that counts down. Uh, randomly over about two minutes, I think, and you have to go around in circles and uh, come up with words that start with or end with or or have in the middle like a two or three letter uh, sequence. And it was actually really good fun. It was one of those silly little things that you know you get in uh, uh, Toys R Us or whatever. But um, I don't know. You kind of pass over those type of games sometimes just because they're you know they're not strategic or they're not uh, you know they're not the type of games that we normally play. But it can be great fun sometimes, and and you get to play them with different types of people as well. Obviously, like uh, I couldn't have exactly pulled out Warhammer or Small World or whatever with uh, Kate's mum and dad there. So, yeah, it was cool. Tried a few more like that, and uh, yeah, should try and do that a bit more often. 
Yep, cool. Um, also, uh, I went around here just before Christmas call and played Insecurity. We did, yes, we did. And we managed to get an outsider in that. So, well, I say an outsider, I mean my wife, but <laughs> an outsider of gaming <laughs> to play because it's quite a simple, uh, easy game to get into. We got a normal. Yes, exactly, a normal. What, what uh, is Insecurity then, in your spirit of explaining what games are? Indeed, indeed. Uh, Insecurity is a game that I got on Kickstarter for, I think, the grand sum of £2. Uh, so it's the cheapest Kickstarter I've ever seen before or since. And all it comes is uh, as is a set of six cards. So six cards about the same size as, you know, kind of tarot deck, so a bit, a bit bigger than your normal deck. Uh, and they double up as a player instruct well what do they double it they've they are the full manual so if you lay out the six cards in a row uh, they uh, stack up into a manual that you can read through from top to bottom but each individual card on the other side has a set of um, uh, player rules for each number of the dice forward to six and a scoreboard as well so you can put your counter on it and count round from zero to twelve and basically the idea is that you're a secret agent um, you're rolling a pool of dice which is up to five dice and you can do certain things with those dice so there's only I think six different actions uh, each turn and your idea is to try and acquire secrets and to take away secrets from other people uh, depending on what dice is in the pool uh, so it's not very complicated at all. It's pretty simple, actually, but it's a really fun little game, quite quick. Definitely one for more than two people, I think. With two people, it's a wee bit limited, but uh, we tried with three. I, it's definitely a lot better. To be fair, uh, I think it actually says, I think it's a three players and up game, uh, but we, we tried it with two. Oh, was it? Did we discover that? Yeah, I've, yeah. I've tried it with two before, and it was a wee bit... It, you could play it. It was okay. It was good fun, but yeah, definitely better with three. And if it does say that in the game, then yeah, that's my fault. <laughs> Good fast filler game, I think. Um, I yeah. find it quite odd. Some one one of the one of the things that comes up, and probably you know one sixth of the options that comes up, even though even with the cyberpunk sort of stylings, is the um, is the fact is you know it's an office party comes up. So <laughs> yeah. I wonder if it should you know the theme should be more around uh, based around a kind of a zany wacky office party kind of. Um, uh, kind of um, theme it's uh... yeah well the, I think the background is that you work in a high-tech uh, firm don't you it's a company mm -hmm. uh, so that's yes but it's, it's a wee bit funny they're obviously yeah, just, no, I mean, they're trying fun. to make a really simple game where you basically can play it with just a set of six dice uh, and very little else like including very little instruction <laughs> and I think that works quite well for that like considering what's in it it's um, it's got a reasonable wee bit of strategy to it as well also I think it managed to, uh, well it reminded me a bit of uh, Joe's um, contenders you did an addition with on, on cards where you had all your rules laid out on on a, on, on a basically a few cards and that was that was quite cool yeah, yeah, I've not I've never actually released that. Yeah. All right. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's very good. Uh, everyone should uh, ask you to release that. Uh, <laughs> all role-playing game on on a, on a set on a set of cards, as well as some cards which work as nice templates as sort of character sheets. Yeah, well, it achieves yeah, like your dream, Grant, of always having a, a game which uh, you don't have to look at up any manuals or anything like that. The rules are right there in front of you. You don't really have to do anything. Absolutely. 
<laughs> so yeah, I think that's it for me though. Cool. Right, Joe, uh, you got we managed to play a game or two of your new uh, Space Hulk. Um, we did indeed, yeah. Yeah, that's great. That's a while ago I played that, but yeah, so how long since we podcasted. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was uh, it was good to play Space Hulk. It's been a long time since I actually played the board game. The old classic Marines versus Aliens. And we we played tested what did we play We played the the new first mission because I got the new um edition from last year. Yeah, it feels like heresy having a different first mission. Mission one yeah. on all the versions I've ever played has been suicide, suicide mission. mission. Yeah. yeah. Which is yeah, not the cheeriest start to a campaign, is it? You're the range. You're the range, you're the ultimate killing machines in the universe. Right, you're on a suicide mission. What? It's grim it's grim dark. It's grim dark. Yeah. Um but it was interesting because you made a good point about the the new first mission card remember what it's called, but it's, it's very complex, isn't it? There's a lot of... It, it throws kind of everything at the new player straight away. With with special rules on top of it as well, with with the special yeah. restrictions. So if you if if you play sort of a random mission in the middle of it, it would be very different. I think there are what, movement restrictions for the gene stealers or something. Very odd. Yeah, yeah. There's something like that. They start off with lower action points because they're not fully awake and then they wake up. And so yeah, um, it's nice to have some extra missions, but it was it was strange to put that in as the very first one. You know, replacing suicide mission, which is a classic and very basic mission that kind of teaches you the rules. Yeah, not that many people are getting to play it. Just, uh, just the very, li just the limited run. Um, I think you told you told the story in the la last episode yeah. about how you, uh, uh, how uh, you uh, sent your sent your wife out into the cold and stormy Glasgow to <laughs> get the queue up, queue up and buy your coffee. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I did I get my coffee in. Oh, the Games Workshop website. It screwed me again. Yeah, yeah, you said last time. So I've just been listening to it. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it's it, happened again. Like, I was trying to, oh. trying to order something for end times. <laughs> Their website oh, crashed. Well, I think... Trying to order. Should we cover this in the end times segment? I think... I oh, yeah, think okay, cool. We'll cover it in the end times segment. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so we played some Space Hulk, didn't we? And then um, we've got, I've got a fair bit of Warpack in as well, which has been great to play test that. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, we're we're sort of trying out all of your. You've got in the rules a lot of different scenarios just now. Um, I think in terms of a game, I mean, it's a, you know, the, the your core rules are there. I don't think there's any any great improvements that I could think of to be to be made. Uh, but um, yeah. so it's now looking at the looking at the scenarios. I'm trying to uh, trying to make up a spreadsheet to to make the the job of um, creating units a bit more uh, sort of uh, yeah that does make, make it a bit more user friendly I've done like an, you've probably seen in the, in the shared folder an attribute summary that's now got a summary of all the attributes you get at each level of technology oh cool with your yeah that would help yeah um, I might actually have to learn to program something somehow, some way, because I'm reaching the edge of what I can do with a spreadsheet. I think, but it could be, it'll be interesting as I. Yeah, I, I need to um, properly get get BattleScribe downloaded on the, the laptop. So I've only got it on the, my phone at the moment, and uh, do up. I just want to do up some rosters on BattleScribe so you can just use that because that's a good, easy to use system. 
is really good actually if you can get on that because that's uh, Battle Scribes like a free uh, free army builder software and that's really uh, um, there's a there's a paid for edition as well um, which I think I'm going to get because it's not expensive it's really good uh, yeah. And can you build templates for that quite easy to do for your own system? Is that how it works? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Looking at their website, but I haven't actually given it a try yet. So, I mean, it shouldn't be that hard because the you know the um, unit lists and army lists in Warpack are a lot simpler than in 40k, for example. And it seems to handle 40k fine. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. Cool. Okay. Um. So, um, anything else you want to say about uh, Warpack? Uh, well, um, we've got quite a lot of games that we had. Yeah, we had a couple of games. Yeah. We? Um, I say it was just now the scenarios, wasn't it? So the first one we had the the diplomat scenario, wasn't it? So you, your um, cult of the Prince of Darkness had to escort the uh, the Goblin Ice Queen across the uh, the wild forest. Yeah, I I didn't make it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whilst the Wood Elves ambushed you. Yeah, I got got ambushed pretty well. Yeah, they didn't, and my my big guys in armor just couldn't just couldn't squeeze through with the with the diplomat. Um, I was that a huge. There was we played an enormous. We played the biggest battle yet, haven't we? Oh was, yeah, we played. Yeah, a huge game. Um, how many points aside? Was it a thousand points aside? Uh, yeah, but what would you say is the equivalent? Something like three thousand points of Warhammer or something. I think probably bigger in Warhammer. In terms of, I think, I think we played, yeah, I think we played twelve hundred, didn't we? Because that gave yes. us two commander level characters. Yeah, we played twelve hundred, which, yeah, probably about equivalent to maybe yeah three thousand five hundred in Warhammer, something like three times. If you want to see our armies, then I, I put up on YouTube. Uh, I think it was on my channel on YouTube under my Google account, so. If you look at our Facebook, uh, Google Plus, or Twitter, uh, then you'll see I posted those up. Uh, would have been late late November, early December, and you'll see links to to both our our armies, uh, which are enormous. Uh, yeah. Although I do have complaints about my breathing during one of during one of the videos. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, I'm uh, I, I sound all too excited about about this uh, about this collection just, of models. Just don't draw attention to it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, but yeah, that was a yeah. So the huge battle that um, that's the first time I've ever noticed because you're because you're assigning cards at the start of the turn. This is the first time I ever noticed that thing of um, spending some time at the start of each turn giving out those those order cards um, to to show how good your uh, to determine how good your your units are going to be at that point uh, during that turn. Uh, no, it wasn't. It wasn't too cumbersome, but it, it was. It's the first time I noticed there. Whereas I thought, um, I, I know Dave said this uh, when we first uh, started uh, playing that he expected that to be even even at the small level. But you know, you you notice the time, but it was still it was time. It was time worth spending. You felt that it made a difference. Yeah, it's, it's playing the game, isn't it? It's strategizing at that point. You're like trying to figure out where where to put your strength and. A lot of the cards you kind of assign themselves. You like, well, it's a missile attack, and you don't want to put on a war machine, or whatever. But yeah, um, yeah, for, for a battle that size, it, it did seem to go relatively quickly, a lot quicker than you know, Warhammer game of equivalent size would have gone. 
Absolutely, yes. That that's that's the thing. Uh, you, um, and preloading your uh, front loading your strategy, uh, your your tactics at the start of a turn like that does does help things move does help things move along uh, at a pace. Yeah, that was cool. I enjoyed that. That was a good, a good game. Um, I've had, yeah, like I said, the first really big test of the system, which seemed to work pretty well. I enjoyed it. I think the, the orcs managed to, to win in the end, and the, the, the trolls just came through. But you had your two huge units that were just kind of killing everything, but couldn't be everywhere. Yeah, I, I did the I did the whole thing of trying to. Try break the system by putting the bad cards on onto the onto my tiny units, and then sent all my tiny units out as chaff at the same time. Same mistake as I've made three or four times before when I played the game. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that that didn't work. That wasn't wasn't the best. Um, and I've also introduced um, my friends from work to to Warpack. He's just pretty new to wargaming and, and gaming in general. Um, I've played like I've been into 40k with him before. Mm, I've played, play, played him at Fantasy. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, you've played around at Fantasy, haven't you? Um, so we had a game of Warpack with the, the new um, lizards that he bought. So did a quick faction for the, the Reptorian Empire. And he seemed to really like it as well. For someone who's really new to wargames, he picked it up pretty quickly and you got into it and um, you know, didn't seem like it was too complex. We made a good um, close fought game, doing one of the scenarios, which was essentially a bit like the Watchtower in Warhammer, except it was a, a relic that you had to secure that was in the central location. Yeah, so far, yeah, it's objective based. Yeah. So that was good, that was encouraging, that it seems like it's uh, accessible to new players and enjoyable. Yeah, so. Uh... Watch the space, folks, um, for developments there. That's really right. Yeah, I think I'm going to need to do like a new kind of playtesting manual, including all the scenarios and things I've been working on, because they weren't in the last playtesting version. Uh -huh. so get them in there, get it slightly more user-friendly, and I'm working on the Pretenders campaign as well. One of that have folded in, so that's all. Ooh, so this is your... Pretenders being the uh, campaign wargame campaign system based on based on the Contenders uh, role playing game of your design. Yeah, that's right. And if it fits really well with Warpack, I just need a few little tweaks and things to get a version that will run really smoothly. And you know, so you're doing card draws for random events. Um, I'm actually going to try and get the take the fortune out of it, so it will be easier to play by email. Whereas you'll have resources, and if you have enough resources, you can just spend them to take that action. So you won't have to wait on someone rolling a dice or doing a card draw. Mm -hmm. and, uh, yeah, so you don't have yeah, so you don't have to be there or have a or have a. When we played it before, we've had to have a, uh, a you know, a card drawing system where everyone can see the card that's drawn. Not that we don't trust each other; it's just nicer to have it there, and you don't forget. Yeah, yeah it's nice to see the cards appear. And yeah, you, I remember the one I programmed one time. It sent out the wrong thing, I think, didn't it? And it was for one. It? it was a draw for me, so it looked entirely like I'd cheated. <laughs> I hadn't, honest Gov. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> 
Cool, right. Well, I really look forward to that. We're talking about we're talking about getting away and uh, maybe having a bit of a campaign weekend playing uh, playing Warpack. So that that could be that could be really fun. Yeah, fingers crossed. Yeah. Okay, so I think that's, that's all the games I've played. Apart from we played a game of Warhammer that weekend as well. That was, a, that was your birthday weekend, Joe. That was it. It was Where we played all yeah. these games. And um, we also played a game of Warhammer, up to 1,500 points, my Warriors of Chaos uh, versus your... Wood Elves. Wood Elves, yep. And I, yeah, could not force you into combat with your tricksy, tricksy elves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're quite good at just avoiding combat if they want to. The widows, there's no. Yeah, but you had a you had an, an immobile firing base of of archer units that I didn't go after. I just tried chasing after you fast stuff with my um, well, with my with my demon prince, who's pretty fast itself. I thought I could pin something down, but I just couldn't. Uh, I didn't march towards things that I could actually catch up with them with my chaos warriors. Uh, so it all it all went to pot. <laughs> that, would, that was it, yeah. You got to kind of outmaneuver by the elves, led into ambush, and then uh, uh, I was using the dark mage as well for the first time, dark magic, and I wasn't that impressed by it. But then the uh, the big six spell, the, the black horror, that was pretty devastating. That killed a load of your dudes, didn't it? Yeah, it's one of these uh, big, what do you call it, the, the, the vor vortex spell nowadays. Because yeah. I've used dark magic in the old edition of my dark elves. Um, I've not seen the new one until until that fateful day. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, it's pretty impressive. Yeah, because we weren't actually ju you weren't just sort of skirting around. We you hadn't done any damage to me despite avoiding because you avoided the con combat yourself. And then then that yeah, I think you were looking for a narrow win, and then the magic, then the magic came in and uh, yeah. had nothing to reply to it. Oh, sorry, you you very well you very well maneuvered yourself into a position where you could cast that spell and you know beat me with that. I'm not I'm not saying that the dice beat me or anything. It was your is way the way you played it. Yeah, no, I wasn't thinking. I was just thinking more about how you think it compares to to Warpack. Interesting. I'm not going down that way because we had this a similar kind of army, didn't we, in the first game of Warpack? Where I had my Wood Elf army and you had your uh, Cult of Prince Darkness, who were kind of like Slanishy Chaos Warrior. Yeah, well, that's the balls I use. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it was it was um, similar. Like I was, because my guys were lighter, so I was trying to outmaneuver you as well. But I felt like I felt it was a lot easier in Warhammer. In Warhammer, if, if because I had fast cavalry units and flyers, you know, you, it, could, it was really easy to get to positions where you just you, know, you had no chance of getting to it. Well, like I said, I, I, there were things that I could have reached and didn't. Uh, I didn't go for them. Uh, with, with yeah. my fast using moving units, I tried to get your fast moving units. Where I should have just, and my slow moving unit, I just sort of sat there and waited for you to come to me. But you would never would have. Uh, so it's, it's partly down to the way I played. I had to play a different way as well because uh, remember we're playing the scenario in uh, in in Warpack, yeah. In Warpack, you to try and, yeah, you have to try and break through and get off the, the board, and you got pretty close to the edge to be fair, before I could. Pin yeah, it down. yeah. Um, so I, th I would say two completely different um, games. I, I guess uh, the the war pack would have gone quicker, and uh, was well. Far, we spoke before about you know the, the elegance of the design means that you're you're making important checks rather than um, you know rolling dice that might not even might not even result in anything much. Uh, all, all the checks are, are either in in war pack or either important. 
or just or just done very quickly. Yeah. Cool. Thanks, Matt. Yeah, thanks for watching this space. We haven't gone too much into, into Warpack. And, um, oh, and I'll just say what else I've been playing to get out of the way. Clash of Clans. Oh. <laughs> Clash of Clans on the mobile. It's, it's, yeah, it, it destroys your time, but it is very addictive and quite good fun. So. Have you heard about this, Colin? Yeah, I played it for a while, um, maybe about a year ago, actually. Because uh, oh, Rob was into it, yeah. So I, I built up my castle a little bit, but I think it was actually maybe it was more than a year ago. But it felt like it was a different version than what they seem to promote now. So I'm not sure yeah. if it's developed a fair bit or not. Uh, I think it might be a lot done. more multiplayer now. Yeah, did they have clan wars back then? There not? seemed to be kind. Of, well, you could certainly attack your neighbours and stuff like that, and there was mention of clans. Uh, mm. So, but they didn't have actual clan wars because I think clan wars is the new innovation that came in. Right. I don't know, a year ago or so, but a while after yeah. launch, and that changes it a lot because that means that there's more point to be in your clan. Like, um, your, your clan leader can opt to go to war, and then you get match, matched up with another clan of the same um, same number of players, and yeah. then you have like a whole a day of preparation and then a day of like war where you have separate war bases and have to try and raid each other and see who gets the most stars to win the war. <laughs> you get, so that gives it like a, a kind of competitive bubble which changes it from the rest of it is just kind of farming for resources and kind of grinding up to get to the next level yeah. stuff. <laughs> just the same old uh, multiplayer. Massively multiplayer, but yeah, no, it, it seemed yeah. good, and I'm kind of tempted to go back to it with all the adverts around just now. But uh, I, I don't know. The one thing that gets me about those is that you can you get kind of sucked into it because of the the grinding element and the um, yeah. especially the multiplayer too. So you suddenly feel like you're achieving a bit more because you're playing against somebody else. But often they don't have any challenge or skill or strategy or whatever to it. I mean, is there much in the way of? You oh, yeah, there's a good deal of well. Yeah, no, yeah, but there is a good deal of scrum strategy. A lot of it is, is kind of to do with you know, training the right army, picking the right troops for the choice, and then knowing when to deploy them and how to time it. Because it's 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 quite it's quite well it's well designed. Like all the troops, there's point a point to them. There's no troop types that you just kind of have to use at the start and then think, oh, well, they're useless. Okay. We'll do them anymore. They've all built a yeah. niche. Um, so that's that's pretty well done. Um, okay. It is, it is kind of ultimately pointless. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, there's not any story or anything. You're not really. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. but I mean, I think that if there's if there's at least a bit of strategy and skill to it, then that's what I mean. That that kind of puts a lot more point to it. So yeah, that's cool. Yeah, maybe I'll check it out again. Yeah. If we're going to talk digital, uh, I've been I've been playing Ingress. Um, but I think we'll leave that. We've been talking quite a while now about what we've been playing, so I think I'll maybe save that till as uh, more digital news um, for 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 next time around. Yeah. Because uh, we've got some more topics. Should we do a little? Well, do you want to tell us just now? So I'll take a wee break, uh, Joe, and then you can tell us about uh, uh, pro wrestling. Dicing with design, giving games life. Right, welcome back, everybody, and we're just going to take a, a brief little mini uh, look at. Well, why do you tell us what this is about, Joe? 
This is your oh, baby. This is a, yeah, a mini update on my long anticipated and long in production uh, wrestling card game for Wrestling Battle Royale. And uh, yeah, I was hoping to release it last year, but there was a few gremlins to be ironed out. Well, they seem to have been ironed out now, so um, hopefully, crossing everything, it's going to be launched on Kickstarter next month, um, February. And if I get enough backers, then that will fund, uh, fund the campaign and you can get a copy of Pro Wrestling Battle Royale, a little wrestling card game winging its way to you. Yeah, it's uh, certainly diff different from uh, most of the stuff that you've uh, um, designed. Uh, this is uh, rather than a role-playing game, a, a, a quick, fun, uh, well-designed uh, wrestling game. Yeah, it's a card game. I thought the, the wrestling um, setup of what would normally be a fatal flaw where your first pin to finish kind of worked well for a multiplayer game because what I wanted for a multiplayer game, what I find annoying is when you know, you're out of the game and you have to sit around waiting for it to finish. So one of the key designs of pro wrestling is like as soon as someone gets pinned, that's it, the game's over, they've won. You mm -hmm. don't have to sit around waiting for everyone else to lose to sit yeah. win. Uh huh. So um, yeah, we'll certainly talk more about this in the future. Um, I think it's I think it's important to say. I'm, I'm sorry, Steen, uh, as you've gone through the uh, pre-production uh, kind of ironing out of difference, ironing out of um, problems that you've actually, you know, you you're now coming up with a solution. What am I trying to say? Oh. Wait, it's pause. coming soon and it's going to work. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> the problems are ironed out before you're starting the pot, before you're starting the Kickstarter. That's my point. Uh, you you know that this product will be good to go uh, yeah. with with the fund uh, the with the funding. So the the arts in the cards you've got you'll you'll have a prototype and and a production you have a production copy, don't you? Yeah, a production copy. Yeah, I held back on launching last year. Because you know I was kind of like ninety percent sure it would be okay, and then it wasn't. So I was glad I held back. <laughs> but now, exactly, because in the in the scenario where in the scenario where you did launch when you first wanted to, it would have been horrible, and now it's going to be great, <laughs> which is a good thing. <laughs> if it's different to its most basic. <laughs> Okay, so we'll, we will have a special episode on that uh, to launch the Kickstarter with here on Dicing with Design. Dicing with Design, giving games life. And hello, and welcome back to Dicing with Design. Uh, in this part of the show, we'll be talking about uh, Warhammer and where it's going. Uh, Warhammer End Times is just... Oh, say just, at least. It's only months since we... we sorry, what? End of times. Joe has been possessed by the spirit <laughs> of uh, Nagash. <laughs> Save us. <laughs> it wasn't me. No, it wasn't. It was a, the beast in the machine. <laughs> um, so, uh, right, Joe, you, you've been possessed by the beast itself. Why don't you tell us, what, what is this end times that's attached to Warhammer Fantasy Battles? What is this end times? It's, it's the biggest supplement that Games Workshop have ever done for an edition of Warhammer. I'm pretty confident in saying, because it spans um, five books. Now it's going to be, and they are, they are big books, aren't they? Or, or double books. The first um, release was End Times Nagash, which 
uh, basically took Warhammer back to where it was, 4th edition, in terms of the undead, by merging the old Tomb Kings back with vampires. They're all just, just undead again. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that book, uh, like I say, it's comes in two volumes, so there's a big fluff book, essentially, of like, the, the storyline and the background and what's happening in the Warhammer world. Um, and then a slimmer book, which has the rules for playing end-time games. Uh, and each of the releases has followed that pattern, having the two, the two volumes. Okay, so let's um, let's take it let's take it like this then. Uh, so Nagash was the first book. It came with yeah. rules for the big Nagash model itself. But the big the big change to the game was, like you said, combining the two undead armies: the the European style undead and the Egyptian style undead, the vampire vampire counts and tomb kings. Uh, so what was in the set? What was in the second book? Second book was Glotkin, wasn't it? Which focused uh, mainly on warriors of chaos, or in fact, again, kind of put things back to fourth edition setup of just having a chaos army, which has kind of already been done with Tamakin, but they did it, you know, they've done it with Glotkin again, and it introduced again new, a few new models and new special characters, um, and the Carl Franz ascendant, which everyone seems to be raging about online because he's <laughs> just. <laughs> Sounds like he's ridiculous and can just, just kill armies on his own. <laughs> Again, back to fourth edition. Yeah. One of the other things that these books come with is the uh, the new uh, special characters or or upgraded special characters, certainly. And so uh, into the into our third edition, which is uh, I haven't read myself or or heard read too much about. What's your first Warhammer army, Grant? <laughs> That'll be Dark Elves. <laughs> wait, wait, sorry, can we, can we jump back there? So the first one combined the two undead armies. Does that mean yeah. that... that do, are they I still don't know what this going to be and the answer is no. You still have to buy the two <laughs> army books. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, no, what I was, gonna, what I was just a bit confused by, because you, you've gone on to say the second one is just Chaos Warriors. Are these books that are coming out, are they essentially the same as the old army books? Is it the same thing? No, no, because they don't. They don't have very many units actually listed, so they're not. Right. They're not playable by themselves. It's mostly background. Like the, the background books are a lot bigger, and then the actual rules. It's only rules for a few units, and then like special rules saying you can take a legal army using um, these two units from these three books. Like, like for right. Glock, okay. said you can take a legal army using these units from Beastmen, these units from Warriors of Chaos, these units from Demons. Right. And okay. oh, the other thing is they've changed. Sorry, I was just going to say that they've changed the characters' allowance. They've shifted that, haven't they? Which has become an official rule, which replaces the rule in, in the Warhammer rulebook. So now you can spend up to fifty percent of your points on lords and on heroes instead of twenty-five percent. Okay, so it's another one of these things where they're using the standard existing uh, rulebooks as the yeah. kind of the source books, but they're basically creating something else which completely changes parts of it so you need to have them all <laughs> you can't you can't just buy these new books and play from them you need to buy them no. plus all the other books to, to yeah. work <laughs> yeah. yeah yes plus it plus it means that, that you have to refer from this book to that book to this book to that book and there's all these rules that supersede each other and all this kind of oh, shit yeah. that basically means that it's all way too complicated okay oh yeah right okay <laughs> Anyway, 
on to Britain. So, <laughs> so yes. Um, oh, sorry. Oh, oh, last question. You said so. Did you say that the second one there was Chaos Warriors plus Beastmen plus? Yeah, plus demons, all the chaos things. Demons. But yeah, mainly so, chaos. So they warriors. can all be in the one army now. Right, okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. That's right. Great. Done. Good and then cool. the third. <laughs> Third book is, is quite is interesting as well. That's basically amalgamated, summarised very quickly, but it's amalgamated all three elf factions into one single elf faction. Like they're all wood elves now. Basically. <laughs> well, including yeah, dark elves. They're all wood elves now. They all because <laughs> they all live in Athelor and <laughs> they're all wood elves. Right. So, <laughs> what, so you can have an army with with high elves and dark elves together. And what else, yeah. <laughs> Even though they previously had special rules because of uh, hate- for fighting each other for how much they hated each other. <laughs> yeah. I think there's been some retconning. I'm looking forward to reading that story, actually. Well, no, there hasn't. There's a big story that, that kind of explains it, the big back, back story, which I've read in, in Kane, and it's it's not a brilliant story, to be honest. It's not great. And I'm pretty annoyed as well that as the Wood Elf play, the Wood Elf don't really do very much really in the whole backstory. It's, it's mainly, it basically comes down to um, um, Morify has kind of corrupted Tyrion, and Tyrion um, becomes the Arbiter of Cain, so then it's kind of Tyrion versus Malekith, but all the all, high all, 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 all with, with Malekith. And, because he is the, the new phoenix king and the reborn, their gods reborn. It's all about the elven gods being reincarnated and who they were and things like that and coming together to stand against chaos. And, but with yeah. lots and lots of battles that are quite dull. <laughs> <laughs> in detail. But in, yeah, in terms of the game, that is uh, that's a combined elf list, which uh, well, we'll, t- we'll think about what that means for the future in a minute. Um, what do you know about book four? Is I mean, that's all that's Thanquil, and that's all about Thanquil. Skaven. Yeah, book four, all about Skaven, and um, there's that's the only one that I've actually got as a hardback because I went on the website to pre-order that because Skaven are my, my first army, and Thanquil is my, my favourite characters in the, the Warhammer fluff. Um, and a mini rant of was on the website like you know an hour or so after it had launched trying to find the thing and got the hardback version got the limited edition dice in my um, in my cart went to check out and the website crashed and then couldn't get back onto it for like about 30 minutes or so got back and in my cart it's like the dice are no longer available it's limited edition items no longer available <laughs> screwed me again so in terms of the game but they're now going for four times the amount I would have paid on eBay (laughs) (laughs) just get them just get them next year when they're old news anyway um, the the game how does that change the game so it's just Skaven it's not combining any armies together yeah it doesn't seem to really change the game at all the the Thankful book um, I haven't read it in depth, but the, the rules sections have all pretty much been published in White Dwarf, so it's, there's, there's rules for New Vermin Wallace, there's rules for Fancall himself, Riding Bone Ripper, and there's rules for the, the new Stormfiend, Ratoga, Centurion, Terminator, <laughs> War Machine, <laughs> hybrid models that they've come up with, which do look yes. quite cool, so I have to buy them at some point. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, and into the future, it does, are, are the rumours you're hearing about there being maybe 
just the fifth book and then then ninth edition, or ninth edition then a fifth book, or a fifth book ninth edition then more end times. Uh, the rumours that I'd heard was like it was going to be five books, but then they mentioned it was three books. So I don't know. They might they might do another couple of books. I'm kind of expecting the fifth book to be the last one because they've pretty much covered all every all the major factions now. Mm-hmm. And in the fifth book, uh, the talk is will be combining kind of humans, dwarfs, and ogres. Both human factions, dwarfs and ogres, is what I'm hearing yeah. into one super faction. Into kind of like the, the really old empire, like it was a bit like that. Yeah. You know, in third edition, but they could have ogre units and dwarf units in the, in the imperial army, much more limited than you know the whole range of the ogre and dwarf miniatures now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, well, the the point is this: the main thrust of this, I guess, is uh, where where it's going in terms of what the new edition of Warhammer will be. And I think we we were pretty out there with some of our wish listing for ninth edition in uh, in the episode we did last year. Um, I don't think we came close to the kind of um, ambition that they're 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 showing with the with what it sounds like anyway, and the changes that are going to be made. Uh, through some maybe go through some of the things I've heard. Pardon me. Uh, here's a rumor which seems pretty strong. Uh, it'll be all the new models will come with round bases. <laughs> Discuss. <laughs> it's not Warhammer, is it? If you get round bases. <laughs> Um, I the, the the talk I've heard is that they, what they'll use is will be like um, Lord of the Rings game where if you have if you do rank up you you'll have some sort of flexibility. I think a lot of this is guesswork and and wish listing again. But um, if you 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 will still have the option of large. The, this game will scale, so you have the option of larger units which will be ranked up um, rather than the loose formation 40k style of having your uh, guys just you know within two inches of each other um, on round bases scattered around um, you'll be able to put them on movement trays like the Lord of the Rings ones where you have movement trays with circular holes in them so you rank them up this way and even to break formation uh, or you know make them able to break formation if you want them more maneuverable or to skirmish now what do you think of that? Don't want to rebase 400 scale. <laughs> what they were saying on Beasts of War this week and uh, Warren from Beasts of War seems to have a direct line to folk who know about this sort of thing is you will not have to rebase your stuff. It's basically, if they come up with a new model, then it will have a new base, uh, but you'll be able to play with square bases even though they don't stand up very well by themselves. Um, yeah. So we could have. So sorry, go on, Grant. No, sorry, on you go. Uh... I, I'm just, I'm just trying to get my head around all of this. They're yeah, so essentially strange. they're turn, they're turning. Well, they're trying to make it so that it's a lot less segregated. So you can create much more mixed armies. You can, you can spend more money with them because you can buy like three books as opposed to just one book of the army you love, and you can buy many more uh, models too. Is, is I that think basically the it's whole kind of the opposite. 
it's kind of the opposite. I, I think what they're going for is because uh, the the model creeps happened where to 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 play a standard Warhammer game, you need so many models now that the entry point is so high that you uh, can't play. Or say just now, just now you can buy three or four hero uh, or lord models. Uh, yeah, lords and hero models, and have it make up most of an army in terms of your points. So that that whole thing of uh, upping the the percentage for your characters yeah. means you can have a much smaller a small army. Yeah. Like one big monster, even if it does cost fifty quid, is yeah. still, uh, you know, it still costs less money, is less point, less time to build and paint yeah. than the the equivalent number of points in terms of rank and file. Um, Army. But I mean, their their kind of focus must be existing fans more than brand new fans. I mean, obviously they're going to be trying to attract new people too, but it must be a sort of thorn in their side almost that that there's like hundreds of thousands of Warhammer players out there who have these models. They have an army they've made up already. These things that they've lovingly painted. Yeah. So try and persuade these people to buy more newer stuff that you've invested much time into it past. And and people that have been around for years, so they actually like some of the old models, they don't like some of the new ones, you know. That must be kind of a big thing with Warhammer or with Games Workshop, trying to figure out ways to persuade these people, these throngs of fans, to spend more money. And this that just yeah. seems like this is maybe a good way to do it. So people that have their two favourite armies, so you're into, like I have Dwarfs and Bretts, suddenly I'm allowed to go out and buy uh, some, Steam like tank. a, a steam tank. Yeah. I can go out and buy some Empire stuff. I can go out and buy uh, some, uh, what was the other one with us lot? Ogres. So I can go and buy a couple of Ogres. I mean, that's like, that's quite a big thing. Actually, that's quite attractive to me. That's, that seems pretty cool. I think end times, end times is what you're saying. End times definitely is uh, selling to selling to the existing uh, customer base, absolutely as an expansion. The ninth edition yeah. Warhammer, which is where it's headed, I think they're t cleverly tying the other and they're they're pointing it towards you Warhammer. A lot of your models that are different are probably going to do the same job as each other. I think right. one night, I think a Bretonian knight is going to be. It's exactly the same as uh, an Empire Knight, even if you know, even if they're called something else later on, you'll still be able to use your own model. I'm guessing, uh, but uh, for a new player coming in, you can just buy the you know buy the model looks the you like the look of, um, and it will do. You know, you you got more of the one book, and you can play smaller games. Yeah, yeah, no, I still mean that. So you can buy the bigger, more cool uh, stuff. Hard ass units rather than buying lots of little things. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. You, um, you sorry, just in terms of factions, I haven't heard you mention uh, orcs or lizardmen. Are they in it yeah. at all? Well, lizardmen are a big thing. Yeah, the current rumours that I heard that orcs and goblins will be because they're they're big. They're like one of their best sellers for fantasy, so they're going to be their own faction still. Okay. And lizards. It was it's been rumoured that they were kind of been, going to be phased out. Like you'd still be allowed to use their old book and stuff, but they weren't going to have any new support in ninth edition. Don't know if that's going to be true or not. I think that a lot of things could go that way. That they'll they'll have the, the idea is to cut it down to like six core factions. And from what I was from the rumours I was hearing, you know, the idea is to have like so the, the core 
um, units for each of the factions that will always be in stock, will always be on the shelves, and then they're going to rotate things and do much more limited editions, limited limited releases. Okay. So to kind of keep the demand. So you can't see you're not. Yeah, so you're not saving up your pennies for, for and I'll buy that one day, I'll buy that one day. If you want that unit, you've got to buy it now. Yeah. But then the tools for, in terms of the logistics of the, the models, um, if they're spending thousands to create the tool to make the model, they're not going to, they're not just going to shelf the, not going to shelf the tool. Because that then they're not getting any return for that investment. But then it might be that uh, it's not just the, the cost of the tool for for making for the mold. It's also the cost of you know the the rental space on 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 the on the shelf. Yeah, you have to weigh up against. Well, that just means they're gonna they're gonna charge more for them, doesn't it? <laughs> well, they will the charge more. There'll be limited yeah. edition, so they'll be, yeah, yeah. I mean, they charge more all the time. But yeah, they will. This is like essentially you know a plastic kit. How much? The tools cost a bit, but how the materials don't cost that much, do they? And they're selling them for no. you know, 50, 60 quid a time. It's mm -hmm. pretty good. Uh, but the other thing was that it, they kind of move the rumors, these are rumors that we don't know what's actually going to happen, like is that we're going to try and move towards almost towards like a collectible card game system. I think where there'll be like, you know, the core set or the core bits will always be in production, always be on the shelves. And then, you know, they'll have like expansions that have a limited shelf life almost so like say you have to buy those models if you want to use use them and they'll be, they'll be gone so mm, I, I think that the following it always seems like they're following war machine a lot as well in the new direction that's rumored you know, smaller battles round bases mm -hmm. characters well here's the thing you new faction talk let's talk of a new faction uh, with heavy, uh, full of heavily armored warriors, <laughs> will right. look a lot like space marines. All right. I think they sell more of space. Some people yeah. are saying that they they spend more and they they sell more space marines than anything else. Yeah. Like they sell more space marines, sort of these factions in 40k than they do uh, sell fantasy. Yeah, I think that's true. <laughs> so they got you know they have a winning sort of, um, uh, what do you call it? A winning concept there with space marines, and that's what sells. Yeah. Well, you're not saying that they would actually use these space marine models, like so you could buy 40k models to use in fantasy. No, I think probably not. But there'll be some that look very, very similar and will lend themselves to doing conversions and things. I reckon. Yeah, that's what I think. Yeah, uh, they'll wind. They'll be compatible with bits. Um, so you buy a kit, and you can, if you fancy the look of a certain helmet on one kit, you can you can stick it onto your fantasy space marine, uh, and and yeah, make that work. Well, they already do similar to that, don't they? With uh, a lot of the fantasy kits, where you can build four or five, well, not four or five, two or three different things yeah. out of the kit. So there's no reason why they couldn't have a 40k box that has bits for high tech and bits for low tech, couldn't they? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyway, I know you've got to go, call. So, um, I'm. Uh, what do you think? What What do you think, Joe? Are you hopeful or are you frightened? Because I have to say, I'm probably a bit of both. Um, I'm. I'm kind of frightened for, for for Warhammer, but I'm actually quite hopeful for Warpack. I'm hoping that I'll pick up some of the disgruntled Warhammer players when they when they turn it into a smaller scale game. If people want to play with big blocks of units, 
I was thinking the same thing myself. And <laughs> I think uh, Ronnie at Mantic Games is probably rubbing his hands as well. Because uh, there's the other, the other, the not as good, not as good as uh, Warpack, but uh, as, with his King's War game and, and it being yeah. based on large blocks of, of course, those models will be compatible of, with uh, with Warpack as well. <laughs> yeah. What are you thinking, Cole? Your last thoughts on this? Well, similar actually. I kind of, I mean, we towards the second half of last year we stopped playing Warhammer, didn't we? Because we just got fed up with taking seven hours to play a game. Uh, and it just wasn't fun by the end because you get into these situations where a game is kind of half decided halfway through and you still have to play it all out just to make sure. Uh, so if it, if it is going to be a good system for smaller scale games that you can play in a couple of hours but we still get some really cool models to play with and some nice rules, some nice fluff, then that's quite cool. Um, it's a shame that the game has to kind of break to get to this stage where you want that to happen. Um, but yeah, I do enjoy big Warhammer Warpack games much more than old Warhammer games. So yeah, that's quite cool that we can use their models and play more Warpack. And if we want a quicker game, play Warhammer. But yeah, it's kind of I don't know. It's just a bit strange, really. It's it's like complete. You kind of almost imagine that they should bring out something different. Like a new game, mm. not a new game as such. But you remember, you know, they had that at Warhammer Skirmish. I never played it myself, yeah, but it seemed to be a different type yeah. of system. So you could have the two. You have a, you have like a big war game and a small war game. Um, Groomers so, are saying that that's this is what it will be a scalable game that that you'll be able really? to play both the same book. Right. Okay. Well, very interesting, interesting to see if, if yeah if it works again. Wishful thinking, I don't know. Um, <laughs> wish listing. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's interesting learning about it. Like I, it's weird. I, I used to keep up with this so much. Like I used to be, I used to know the next books that were coming out and the rumors for the rules and stuff. And then you guys mentioned the end times two days ago or something, and I don't have a clue what you're talking about. It's <laughs> <laughs> just, just completely out of the sphere of my my <laughs> awareness now. It's just I don't know. There's just so much going on with Warhammer. I just I just can't be well keeping up with it anymore. And just let it come to me instead. <laughs> okay, I, th I think of yeah. Uh, yeah, for me, I think like like I said, equally excited and 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 scared for it. But actually, not. I'm not scared for my model collection because I've I've got other games to. I've got I've got Warpack to play with it, and it's I'm having great fun playing that. I've actually really enjoyed my uh, la the last in the last year. I've actually played a f for me played a fair amount of uh, fantasy. Um, Warhammer, and uh, I've actually enjoyed the game. Even even though I've I've, I've been playing Warpack, I've actually also enjoyed playing Warhammer. The different things. Yeah. Um, I've been playing quite small games of Warhammer, which I think is what's kind of uh, uh, keeps it moving. Yeah. Um, but I've quite enjoyed it. Been playing some new people as well. Um, who aren't. Who are less good than Joe and Matt, <laughs> so I get I've been getting beat less. That might have something to do with it. Um, but yeah, so but anyway, in the future, um, I'm excited to see it. Um, I suppose I'm also invested that I am really frightened. Uh, or, uh, it's probably the wrong thing. I'm, I'm in that case. There's nothing to fear. It's all good. It's a new game. Maybe that's it. We've, we've got alternatives. So if they completely ruin it, we don't actually care that much. We can play someone else instead. Absolutely, but we got not. We'll have a new option, a new game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I just want to say that I do like Eighth Edition Warhammer. I think it's probably the best edition they've had so far. 
terms of actually working as a game, which is why I'm kind of thinking, you know, just a small revision in ninth edition could make it brilliant, but it sounds like it means something completely different, which leaves it in the wait and see category. Yeah. Okay, guys. Right. Um, does that mean we're sorry? Does that mean we're going to do uh, for this upcoming hopeful game weekend? We'll do a, like a last blast of eighth, eighth edition, or is it going to be a war pack weekend? What do you think? Ooh. We could do both. Whatever people prefer. Yeah. Have a combo. We could have a campaign. Yeah, you can still use. Yeah, could have a campaign. Could have some games played with one system, some with another. Oh, my battery's running low. I might get kicked off in a minute. <laughs> Okay, right. <laughs> Under that bombshell. <laughs> cool. Well, good speaking to you guys. Glad to be back. Yes, yeah, I will still be uh, a cheerio call, and I think Joe and I, if if Joe lasts, then we'll then we'll see you in, on the other side of a jingle, and uh, tell you how you get in touch with us. See you in a sec. Dicing with design, giving games life. Right, folks, welcome back. We're just uh, you're just um, joining us to close up the show. Uh, so, if you'd like to get in touch with us, you can find out all of our social media links. Uh, we're all over the internet, but you go to dicingwithdesign.com to find out about us. And if you'd like to leave us a review, do so. You can do so on iTunes. Uh, so, we look forward to speaking to you soon. Hopefully, within a get back to some sort of monthly schedule as close as we can and very hopefully fingers crossed pro wrestling kickstarter could you yeah yeah pretty sure good to go just about <laughs> stay there. tuned for the specials yeah absolutely and maybe talk about other card games as well uh anyway um thanks for listening and enjoy your games everyone Game and catch you all later bye